0: For Ordinary Guys with Extraordinary Ideas for Disney Parks, this is Main Street Musings. The Experimental Podcast of Tomorrow. That's right, welcome back to Main Street Musings, the Experimental Podcast of Tomorrow. With us today, we have the one who digs up the grave, Brock. Brock. Give me that shovel. The one who provides the abnormal brain, Tanner. Hey there. And the one who flips the switch when the lightning hits, Jake. Hey there, hi there, Hold there. <laughs> and I'm Eric. It's alive! <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you could uh if it was like too easy to pick up on what we're doing today, but this is our Easter episode. Yeah. Where we are <laughs> bringing back attractions from the dead. <laughs> Resurrecting
1: them,
2: if you will. <laughs> if you will. <laughs> it's been a little bit more than 3 days, but I think we're still within the grace period. <laughs> yeah, I think it's okay.
0: <laughs> so we're looking at uh, closed or defunct attractions of any kind. Uh, we are bringing them back with uh, some new flair and talking about how that's going to look. Should be a lot of fun. How are we feeling today? I'm good, feeling good. Really I'm excited. feeling okay. Although
3: I might not make any changes to <laughs> mine. and I want to bring an attraction back that will shut down right again. All
0: right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, to make it clear the purpose of us trying to improve upon these attractions is so that they don't get closed again. That's the idea.
0: <laughs> Correct. Oh, um, my bad. <laughs> so should we just jump right into it, boys? Or I'm ready. Right yeah, over? let's just jump yeah, in. Let's Hell yeah, dive let's just resurrect
1: some rides. Both feet. Let's do some necromancy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, T, what do you got for us?
3: All right, so I lied. I actually did spend time trying to fix my ride. Sorry to let down everyone, hoping for something terrible. You son of a bitch. So today I want to talk about the Disneyland Tokyo attraction, Cinderella Castle Mystery Tour, which shut down. Uh, giving a little description of it, it was a walking tour. Through Cinderella Cinderella's castle, guided by an active cast member. And during the adventure, the magic mirror would appear and challenge the guests to face evils as all of these like bright things, there were portraits of the heroes, would transform into portraits of villains, and it would turn into, instead of a pleasant happy tour through cinderella's castle a nightmare escape through the dungeons culminating in facing off with a dragon and the most iconic disney villain of all from disney's most iconic movie the horn king the horn king from the black cauldron oh sweet i (laughs) love the horn king everyone loves the black cauldron
1: Uh, yeah that seems like a bit of a stretch
3: (laughs) And the ride would end with one guest being given the sword of light and shooting the horn king with a ray of light, defeating him, and eventually being given a actually really cool, nice, like, heavy-weighted medal for being the biggest hero in the group. So that's actually really cool. Wow.
2: <laughs> yeah. So it would really were- cool to be the kid standing next to that guy. <laughs> especially if it was like a grown man
3: given the sword yeah (laughs) yeah a dad takes it from his kid and says no let me do this this is important i got this (laughs) little jeremy i I need this you'll just it up (laughs) so there were a couple of uh problems i highlighted uh with this the first one was relying so heavily on the black cauldron which they thought would be a huge success and ended up being a flop i do want to keep some aspects of that because i think visually the horn king is a great villain Mm -hmm. and also i think it was a little bit ahead of its time to have just like a walking tour themed experience and maybe in the wrong place so i wanted to move this to the u.s parks where I know there is a big abundance of, like, loving these villains and, like, a rise in, like, themed experiences of all sorts, not just theme park rides. Yeah. And I so I wanted to do that and make it more of a villain team up. Yeah, as our quest, instead of through just a normal dark dank dungeon, mm-hmm. each room being dedicated to a different villain that we're facing. Oh, that's really cool. All being released by the Black Cauldron is still channeling that energy, releasing them all and bringing them to the castle. So there's a reason why they're all here. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Uh, And then I wanted to keep the end interactivity stuff because I think that's all really great. The sword and the metal making somebody feel super special is something we've talked about a lot on these rides is letting guests feel like they are part of the story. And I think this walking attraction really did that well in a lot of ways and poorly in some others. So those are the big things. I also wanted to keep the magic mirror as like our face of the attraction, explaining what was going on and keep the walking guide because I think that's good. And also add more of like a bright tour beforehand. Gotcha because that's what was initially promised to guests and then a lot of times especially like uh, american guests that would be going over to tokyo not speaking the language would think they were getting on a normal just like walking tour <laughs> thing and then go through this horrifying adventure instead so making so delivering on both promises and making it exciting i think is another way we could really fix this ride
1: sorry for the long preamble (laughs) no that's fine I'm actually glad you did because that gives us all a better understanding of what we're going into here
0: I think the preamble is actually very important in this one I know my preamble is going to be a little long too yeah Because they're defunct rides, right? Not everybody mm-hmm. necessarily knows what they are. Right. Or who they, you know. Yes.
3: I was especially nervous as it was a ride in uh, Tokyo that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm assuming none of our listeners would have at least gotten to actually see. No. <laughs> see what I did there? Tokyo? See?
1: Ah, see. Oh. Kinda nicely done. I hate you. Could you explain uh, it for me, please? <laughs>
3: Uh, there is a theme park uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> called Disney Sea. <laughs> uh huh.
2: And then what's and the Tokyo connection? C. What? Why did you say Tokyo? Isn't it in Tokyo? No, you're making me doubt myself. Oh no, I was just being dumb. I I thought you <laughs> yeah, Disney Sea is in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah I, 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 know, I knew I that. Think... I just was like the way Brock had his face.
3: I was like, I can't tell if he's trying to make me go with the butt no, or, uh, I like, just doing a bit or was getting ready to pull a Moana coconut thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just saying uh Actually, Tanner It's in <laughs> Germany but...
2: If you're gonna bring a movie to the table You better know more about it than I do <laughs> Oh, you're one to f***ing talk I had to Google the f- Facts about Fantasia for you, you little Well, no, I said if you guys Are gonna bring a movie to the table How long Will it take you guys to understand that My rules for you don't
0: apply to me Oh, oh, okay Fair enough, fair enough Alright, so I am up next In our pitches today So a little background Um The I grew up in Northern California. We had family that lived in Southern California that we would visit like four or five times a year. All of those families. Well, la-dee-da. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Usually those visits (laughs) coincided with a Disneyland stop. Um, So, like, you know, when we moved to Southern California officially in 2000, uh, part of the assimilation process to get us all comfortable with like our surroundings and be like, this feels like home is we went like every weekend. So like the, the, the reason why this story is important is because the particular ride in question was only open between the years, 1999 and 2000. Um, and I had, it may still be my most like, like I've ridden it probably more than any other ride in the park because we were just there all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. In, in those years specifically. And I'm talking about Rocket Rods in the 1998 revamp of Tomorrowland that they did that replaced the People Mover that went above everything.
1: And then destroyed the People Mover. And then
0: destroyed the People Mover, yes. <laughs> so for those many, many people who are unfamiliar with what Rocket Rods was— is it was a thrill ride that was put on the people mover track um, that was sort of supposed to be like this new space age like travel system it was weird i liked it cuz i was 12 and we were going fast um, <laughs> and it was like open air and stuff but it was see, like but it was closed i think over a third of the time that like after like the attraction officially opened so like thirty three to forty percent of the time you would go to Tomorrowland, it just wasn't working, and that was like its main problem. <laughs> it was the thing just didn't fucking <laughs> work? So I want to take it and the people mover track still exists, right? Like so, they took the line what used to be the Q line for Rocket Rods and turned that into Buzz Lightyear's uh, like space game, but the track for the people mover. Is just hanging over Disneyland's Tomorrowland, doing nothing, and creating an eyesore. So I'm like, why not just still use the track? Right? Like we don't have to I'm like. I know why just, you can't use it.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a big the, old reason. Please
0: enlighten me before so I So
1: the Rocket Rod vehicles were way too heavy. They were way heavier than the people mover vehicles, and they are moving at a much higher rate of speed. And they didn't do any calculations or anything. They just slapped these vehicles onto the tracks. Well, it turns out because of the weight and the high speeds, the track couldn't sustain it. And this is why it was closed all the time. Eventually, the rocket rod cars destroyed the foundation of the pillars that hold up the people mover track. So it's no longer safe for rides. And that's why there's nothing there. Because they can't even they, they tried to bring the people mover back When the rocket rods closed And they couldn't even do that Because it's just not safe anymore
0: Well let's imagine that they fixed the foundation Yeah I, there's, there's no <laughs> yeah, reason and we fine. can't go
2: ahead With like assuming that they'll fix it <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah Especially with Eric's I'm sure will be awesome way to re-bring out uh, Rocket rods you know Yeah That was sincere It's just my voice <laughs>
1: I'm all for this pitch. I just, you know, I wanted to throw out the, I appreciate uh, the history. That. I
0: didn't. I did not find that in my own research about it. I was just like, oh, the people mover track's still there. Like, what? The f- yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's well within the reach of possibility that we fix the foundations. Yeah. yeah I don't know if sure. Disney
3: has money to fix a foundation, guys.
1: <laughs> yeah. The only reason they haven't is because it would involve them closing Tomorrowland for an extended
0: period of time, which is funny because so like
2: Tomorrowland has-, has the least going on. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It has, like, what
0: now, just Space Mountain and Autopia? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't mean it's Autopia. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Does Disneyland have that? I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's called something uh, else. (laughs) My uh, idea, generally, for the ride would to, um, as part of the rebuild, now that we know needs to happen... It it wasn't now it's not now it's not just part of my fantasy idea that they would rebuild part of it. It has to happen in order for it to be right. Oh yeah, Yeah. Um, of course. Would to be cover the parts of the people mover section that are exposed to air in like a tunnel, and the ride becomes sort of moving through time of Disney animation. So we start like uh, in the tunnel. It's displayed all around us like black and white um, Steamboat Mickey stuff, and then we. It's mostly people-mover speed with very short bursts of, like, using the Rocket Rod's uh, idea of moving fast. And then we kind of speed into, like, the 30s and 40s golden age kind of stuff. And then that moves us through this track. And then partially out towards the end of it, we go into the open air and we see Tomorrowland. Uh, and then dropping us off uh, back, uh, you know, at the... At the start, or I was thinking, I know that the Carousel Theater now is Star Wars um, themed. I would, they need to change that because there's a, there's a whole Galaxy's <laughs> Edge now, and I had this whole like redo of the Carousel Theater too, where it's all, like the future of Disney animation, and that's where this ride drops you off. But that feels. Like more than, than, than
3: yeah, I needs
1: agree. To I, I I know Tanner and I have talked about this before, but now that Galaxy's Edge is a thing, that should be the only place that Star Wars exists in the parks. Agreed. It yeah. doesn't need to be everywhere else. I'm sick. I love Star Wars, and I'm sick of it being everywhere else. You have yeah. Galaxy's Edge for a reason. Keep it there.
0: Yeah, just move Star Tours uh, over there and climb
1: down off my soapbox. Yeah, but
0: what if like we uh, made a
3: permanent change to like the castle and like had like. The Millennium Falcon crashed into
0: part oh, of it. Shut up.
1: Shut the fuck up <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> All
0: right, so the long-winded idea uh, the what was the People Mover Carousel or Rocket Rod's track into this journey through time of Disney animation and into the future of what the that might look like. I like
1: it. Jake? So my idea is to bring back a beloved ride, um, many people were upset when it closed uh, relatively recently. So uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that I, I understand that Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway is a very cool ride. Um, I personally think that it would be better suited in Magic Kingdom. I think the theming would fit better. Yeah. And I think that the ride that belongs in the Chinese theater at Disney Hollywood Studios ...is, of course, The Great Movie Ride. I think that still was the best fit. I think we would have been better off putting Mickey Minis Runway Railroad in Magic Kingdom... ...and just simply updating and refurbishing The Great Movie Ride, which is what I would like to do. And my main ideas would be, of course to update all the technology, um, but to get rid of the movies that people don't really care about anymore. You know, one of the biggest sections of that ride was Alien, and people don't really care about Alien anymore like they did when that ride came out.
2: It's a great movie. People like it, yeah, but yeah, movie. it's not relevant. But the
3: xenomorph is so cool. I know. I'm just <laughs>
1: saying. Just So what I would like to see... I would like to see updated ride vehicles with the new trackless technology with more movement. I would like the, for the riders to feel more like they are a part of the ride instead of, I mean, I'm part of the movie instead of just riding through the middle of it while things happen <laughs> around them. I want them to feel like they're part of it. And I would like to see more, um, modern movies brought in and i think that we have the opportunity to do that now that disney owns so many fucking properties including <laughs> fox um do i have specific movies in mind not necessarily what if we did, like, Joker would, like
2: and like he's like oh, we just see a guy in his underwear dancing uh and then he just appears throughout the show and he's just <sighs> dancing weird and laughing because i haven't seen the movie but that's my interpretation of what happens I was trying to make a joke. It obviously didn't land. We can edit that out, please. No,
3: no. We're gonna <laughs> no. add cricket sounds to embarrass you to your- <laughs> after it. <laughs>
1: if you do that, you I will be so joke. sad. You wanted to interrupt my pitch to make this joke. It's gonna stay in. So anyway, I didn't have Eric any specific reason. Eric pissed mind. off about what I did.
2: There are. So- <laughs> are you gonna stop? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to, but I don't know that I can. <laughs>
1: There are some movies from the original I think deserve to still be there. Like, I think the Wizard of Oz sequence was awesome. I think that's a classic that should still be part of the great movie ride. Yeah, Um, absolutely. But I don't know that we need the whole gangster section. That's not as popular as it used to be. I don't know that we need all the cowboys. Again, not as popular as they used to be. Um, But this is all something we could explore if we talk about great movie ride.
3: Cool. Cool. Sorry, Brock, interrupted you so much. Please edit that out. I'm begging
2: you. It was bad. It wasn't a good joke. All right. We climb the highest mountains just to get a better view. Wait, at the top of this mountain that we
1: climb, is there going to be a guy dancing around in his underwear?
3: <laughs> now we have to keep it in yeah. because there's a reference. I can,
1: do, I can do it, too. I can do it, too, you little shit. <laughs>
2: Seriously, please edit it out. I was trying to make a joke. It wasn't a good joke. I get it. But also, I'm trying to do something here, and I deserve it. I get it. But please just let me do the thing. Oh, Brock. <laughs> We climb the highest mountains just to get a better view. We plumb the deepest oceans because we're daring through and through. We cross the scorching deserts, martini in our hands. We ski the polar ice caps in tuxedo looking grand. We are reckless, brave, and loyal, and valiant to the end. If you come in here a stranger, you will exit as a friend. So my pitch is for the... Adventurer's Club. Yes. The Adventurer's Club was one of the nightclubs on Pleasure Island. The idea of Pleasure Island was that it was a an island in downtown Disney, now Disney Springs, uh, that was designed around adults. It was adult nightclubs and experiences that were, you know, for adult guests. So a lot of bars, a lot of dancing, all that fun stuff, I guess. The general theme of Pleasure Island was that it belonged to the famed explorer Meriwether Adam Pleasure. So all of the buildings on Pleasure Island had a sort of continuity that all went together as buildings that were on his property. The kind of crown jewel of this was the Adventurers Club. The idea of the Adventurers Club was that it was his sort of trophy club. It was where he he and other adventurers would gather and meet all of his trophies of his explorations were all over the walls. It was just wall to wall with animals and masks and artifacts from all over the world. And it was as far as I can tell the best place that ever has been in existence. So the, (laughs) the club was made up of five rooms Uh, There was the zebra mezzanine, which is on the top floor of the club. And it circled uh, looking down onto the main salon, which was the main bar, the main uh, area. There was a little bit of a stage where certain actors would do shows. Uh, There was another room, the mask room, which was just wall-to-wall with different interesting masks, a lot of which uh, were actually animatronics and could interact with the guests. Uh, There was the treasure room which contained a lot of artifacts and small little shows would go on there, and the library, which was the biggest room, and it had the live scripted shows. Another part of, as I've mentioned, another part of the Adventurers Club was the different shows that they would do. There was a cast of actors playing different characters, uh, and they would do little, uh, small little improv. Improvisational shows with the guests They would do larger scripted shows They would do songs, singing, dancing There were some animatronic shows that happened This was a constantly uh, changing atmosphere Of different interesting things going on and the entire idea of it was you are here, you are an adventurer experiencing the amazing life of an adventurer, hanging out with other adventurers, and having a great time. So there are places that I have never been to that feel like I belong there, um, and this is probably the one that I think about the most. I just want to live in the adventurers club, and I... The fact that they got rid of it is a long-lamented part of Disney's lore. Essentially, they decided to go against the model of Pleasure Island, which was an island centered on adults, and just turn that into more more space for downtown Disney. Um, so now there's just regular restaurants and shops there, and it kind of isn't special at all. But most of the nightclubs were failing. Adventurers Club was not this is one of the things that fans of Disney have been incredibly upset about for years because there was absolutely no reason to shut this specific club down uh, because really it had all of the continuity and all of the story of the entire island within it and getting rid of everything else, the, the Adventurers Club stood alone. It's maybe my, my biggest regret that I was not alive In a time where I could visit this, yes, it's my regret. I feel like I personally
0: failed, Brock. You speak with a lot of passion for a thing you've never actually seen. Correct, and I (laughs) want to see it. So yeah, you've seen
2: videos and stuff. Yeah, so
0: so this is our this is our religion tie-in for the episode.
2: Yes, because this (laughs) is my religion.
0: Brock (laughs) believes this thing that he's never actually seen to be the best thing ever made.
2: Yes, right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, I buy it.
1: So to be fair, the first time we ever went to Disney World... Um was the, like the last year yeah. that the Adventurous Club was in operation. And our parents went, and they loved it. But Brock and I were little kids, hmm. and we were not old enough So
3: what go. I'm hearing is if Brock really wanted to go like he claims he does, he could have. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I, could, I couldn't. I could They would not have let me in. <laughs> also, I was like five. <laughs> <laughs> they, th- they throw them out the doors.
3: They shout Kungaloosh. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you really cared, you'd find a way.
0: All I'm saying is that our Hades nightclub is way better, anyways. So I don't know why you need that, plus. Uh, <laughs> which we
3: also can't go to. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: because of COVID. But that's different. I would I would definitely feel better about there being no Adventurers Club if the Hades nightclub actually existed. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I think
1: that brings us to Q and A. Does it yes. not?
0: Yeah, I think it so does. I, I really want to quick jump in with a question for Jake. Yeah. Um, so you've mentioned several times like we we should talk about like what new movies to put in. What yeah. are are you open to the idea that the the great movie ride can be a less static thing than it has in the past? And Absolutely.
1: I, I meant to address that. That's one yeah. thing. I, with the technology for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, we have not seen it yet, but they have claimed that it is easy to change. as needed for overlays and stuff. And I think that that is definitely something we should incorporate into the Great Movie Ride um, so that we can keep it fresh. Because that was a problem with the original Mm -hmm. was it wasn't fresh, and that's why people stopped caring. And I guess when they first built it, the plan was to kind of keep it fresh, and then they realized it was just going to be way too much of an undertaking to keep updating it as often as they needed to. But I think with new technology, I think it would be much easier and definitely worth it. Cool. So, yes, that is 100% something I want to do. Fantastic. Thank you for asking.
3: I have two really important questions for Jake. Yes. Uh, The first one is the uh, tour guides were such an important part of the original attraction. Is that something you would be still wanting to keep in it? Or do you think that would hamper your vision of guests being more living in the movies than uh, just driving through them?
1: I don't know that we need the tour guides. Um, I know that was something that was really cool and special. About the ride, I just don't know if we would need it in this iteration, especially with us. Again, it was like they were giving us a tour through the movie. and my vision, it would be more like we're part of the movie. If you guys really thought it was something that should be kept, I am definitely open to exploring that. Because I know it was so important to the original ride. But I personally don't think it's something we need anymore.
2: Okay. See, I, I personally, I'm pretty married to it. But, you know, this is your vision, so I, I'm curious. So that I feel like is something we could definitely talk about if we if we go that direction.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, and then the um, other question, because I said I had two Brockton... Sorry, Gabbard, yeah. ...Gabbert. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, was, in the original, we saw all of those kind of, like, areas that weren't focused so much on one movie, but on genres, like uh, right. Westerns and gangster films. Uh, would we be using our new purchase of 20th Century Fox to get one of the most important... Uh, Cinematic genres Of the 2000s I would say It really came to fruition The spoof movies such as epic movie Meet the Spartans and date movie oh, As a section of the ride That we could experience
1: <laughs> um, I know you want it Tanner I don't know if Disney would want it um, But that is definitely something That is open
2: to discussion <laughs> I, I just, I'm not sure how that would work Because the entire joke of those movies Is like Oh, hey, there's a figure from pop culture. Like, oh, hey, it's Jack Sparrow. Oh, hey, it's Iron Man. And, like, then we would just be confused and think we were in the Jack Sparrow slash Iron Man part of the ride. Right, right.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a dick.
2: Oh, that
1: is something I should address. I don't know if I covered it or not, but I don't think that... This ride, I know the first go-to thing would be like, oh, this is a good place for Marvel or Star Wars. I don't think Marvel or Star Wars should be involved in this version of the Great Movie Ride because they already exist in so many other f***ing places in the park. I don't think we need them here, too.
3: Okay, I just have one. Sorry about that. More quick follow-up is, I think the original was pitched as like a journey through the historical moments of iconic films and cinema. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're... Still picturing it, or is it just we're yeah, riding I, through? I, I still think that that should be part of the ride.
1: Okay. Yes, but I want it to be more like we are we are part of the movie,
2: not just watching it. Okay. Okay, could you? Do you think you could give any example of how we would be a part of it? Sure. Um,
1: so I I like the idea of like. Um, I'll, I'll say Pirates of the Caribbean, although obviously we're not going to do Pirates of the Caribbean because that has its own ride. But I instead of just like driving by and seeing ships next to us, I would want the feeling of us floating. I would want to feel like we are part of the actual battle. You know, like there is a fear that we could get boarded or we could get attacked. Maybe the characters specifically direct, um, uh, direct their attention at us and address us as we go by, mm-hmm. just to really give us a feeling more that we're in it. Maybe at one point the ride kind of loses control a little bit, which we could do. With the track
2: trackless technology
1: something like that gotcha
2: i personally i don't think that that idea of being within the ride excludes the possibility of a tour guide but again that's something i we talk about later okay
1: well that's that's fine mm-hmm. that's why i said i'm open to discussion yeah. on that i uh,
2: know i'm just very I, I, i'm again, very that was intrigued. something that was cool it was not something i
1: hated i liked that part of the ride i just didn't know how i would get it to work with this idea Yeah, no, i'm just so very I'm intrigued very on the,
2: the problem solving idea of this pitch I have
3: a question for Eric. Yeah, I if if we've given Jake enough grilling for the moment. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> uh, my question for Eric is: uh, You mentioned that most of the ride would be kind of at the People Mover space, uh, like uh, speed, not space. True. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then with the launching of the rocket rod, speed is that like you're envisioning that as our way of traveling into the new times, or how are we going to play with? Yeah, absolutely. How, okay. I was just curious how speed was going to be part of this story.
0: So it was my yeah. The idea is that as we transition from era to era, we are use the boost technology that may or may not still exist within within these derelict, broken tracks. Um, (laughs) We'll make it exist, Eric. I
1: wasn't trying I to like did. shut down your I, idea, Eric. No, I just wanted cool. to bring up it's, the history.
0: It's good to know. I just didn't realize how blue sky my idea. I was like, this is a really tame idea for me. Uh, and it then it turns have been out we had to rebuild the, it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. You're, it's just the universe telling you, Eric. You're not allowed to have tame ideas. Yeah. Okay,
0: cool. <laughs> um. <laughs> Just imagine, okay, imagine, guys, that, like, part of shutting down Tomorrowland for this extended period of time is also making it way better. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So that's, oh, yeah. I don't know. You guys <laughs> tore yes. my
2: ass up when I tried to pitch that as
3: part of my Pizza Planet uh, drop ride. You were like,
2: how oh, do we know it'll be better? <laughs> <laughs> if I If I recall... All of us were very positive about that ride, but Tanner no, the first just keeps time bringing through, it up.
3: The first time through, uh, um, I remember the exact quote, how can you guarantee me it'll be a better pizza plan? <laughs> but I am very willing to uh, give Eric the benefit of the doubt that this all happened during that time when the parks probably well, one of them was, and the other probably could have and should have been shut down during COVID, and we could have <laughs> done our remodel of Tomorrowland yeah. then and fixed this. Yeah, right. that's the
0: thing.
1: Disneyland has been closed for a year at this point. And they could have fixed yeah. the. Yeah. Damn have they been Yeti. doing
3: all these renovations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So, so we'll say that it was. They did have a year to renovate and fix the foundations and. uh yeah, so we'll just track. assume that
2: they used that time wisely. Yeah.
3: Instead yeah. of firing
2: all their Imagineers, <laughs> <And that's> just, <laughs> which is the most
3: yeah. insane idea Erica's had yet.
0: <laughs> what it really teaches just I said I guess I should like look deeper into my research phase. the The bummer part about this is, is like this is like the most research I've done <laughs> in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sorry. Just to have Jake come in and be like, well. You're f- <laughs> uh, Has You're been a real <laughs> Easter treat. So. He's like, well,
3: <laughs> the foundations of the ride are broken, and so are the foundations of your pitch, Eric. Thank you for your time. I didn't
1: say any of that.
0: So, but to directly uh, uh, again circle back to your question, Tanner. Yes, I was envisioning the rocket rods launch sequences as our way from travel from era to era, and then we slow down and then experience that again. I also like the idea, potentially, of uh, those would be the sections that could also be open air as the launch ones. Cool. Um, nice. Yeah, I know. think that
1: would be cool. Yeah. I have some questions for Brock. Yes. So, Brock, um, in your version of the Adventurers Club, would it be the exact same as before? Or what What would the differences be?
2: I mean, there what is this weird nostalgia for a thing i never seen part of me that's like, yes, it has to be the exact same and we can't change it down to the last tile on the floor but really i think reality there's a lot of room to expand on this uh there's yeah that's
1: what i was thinking
2: i mean we the the original had the five rooms i think nowadays disney if they're going to build something like this probably wants to go all in or it's just going to be a regular restaurant it's only going to be one of the two so i'd rather they went all in uh we could turn this into several rooms um the, the adventures club is the main inspiration for the society of explorers and adventures that we talk about and um a lot of the adventures club has been retroactively uh added to the lore of the of the sea but what i'm saying is disney right now seems invested in creating new connections to that i think it's cool i get it's not a huge deal, but um, that does mean, because vis- uh, they just added a bunch of sea characters to Jungle Cruise and other attractions, but it does mean that Disney is interested in this sort of thing, this this sort of property, this sort of experience, that sort of aesthetic. So I think we could definitely get a lot more out of this, and I'd like some ideas. Um, so now it can be connected to all sorts of things. I would like new updated shows I would like new updated animatronics and this could Mm. even be you know the Adventures Club Part 2 or the Adventures Club West Coast if we want to put it in California it feels like this could be a different thing that takes the spirit and the aesthetic of the original and makes it into its own thing
3: Adventures Club 2 back in the habit
2: (laughs) 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 <laughs> Adventures Club Two <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. I was thinking it might be cool.
1: In addition to the Adventures Club, what if we tacked a restaurant onto it as well? Absolutely like, not in
2: place of, but like as part of the Adventures. I Club. think that's awesome because that is the uh, that is kind of the shame of the Adventures Club is the idea of it feels so inclusive, except for the fact that it's you know a bar. So basically, do the right. it's a restaurant during the day, it's a bar at night. Which, I mean, the old Adventurers Club during the day, you could bring kids into it, I think, for a little bit. But I think let's there wasn't anything going on. Yeah, you there wasn't anything going on. So I think make this more of a family attraction, and then at night we can bring it back to what, how it originally was. We can discuss hours again, like we did with the Hades Club. I was going to say, good <laughs> um, thing we have
0: a template God, for hours.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love Operation Minutia <laughs> 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 It's my favorite thing. Also, I just feel the need to interject here. The only correct way of referring to a part two is the squeak Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's it. That's the one. So it is the Adventurers Club 2, the squeak Perfect. Ah, okay. Yeah that that's thematic. I'm disappointed in that's all good. of you though back in the habit is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back in the, back really in the solid, habit is electrical. my favorite of those but yeah. <laughs> yeah. What if what if
1: it was Adventures Club to Die Harder?
0: <laughs> I actually thought of that
2: and I didn't say it cuz I was like no that's too dumb. What if we go Fast and the
3: Furious style to Adventurer to Club? <laughs> yes <laughs>
0: two yeah. adventure two club baby it's all about family now <laughs>
3: and
0: then the fifth iteration is just uh, like ADV5 <laughs> yeah. yeah they're all different <laughs> there is no uh, actual like explanation of how they go. <laughs> yeah, it Well, V being the Roman numeral for five, it could just be A.D. Giant V, right? Nice. Like, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And of nice. course, when we put yeah. one in Disney, C, it can be
3: Adventurers Club Tokyo Drift.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 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 Tanner, do you have plans to make the uh, <laughs> the Magic Mirror Man? less horrible to look at because he was scary in the first one.
3: Yeah, I still want him to
2: be scary, but not
3: like that. Yeah. Okay. Did like, he not look like?
2: Uh, did he not look like the one from Snow White? No. So they they what they did is they wanted to incorporate uh, <laughs> ideas from Japanese culture, which is a great idea. Uh, but essentially, yeah. they mixed it with that, and they just painted a guy's face and recorded it, and it's really oh, spooky. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, I would go with animated Snow yeah. White um, face, good. especially if we're bringing this to the U.S. parks, like you had mentioned. Yes.
0: All right, so it is time to vote. Vote, 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 vote. Brock, because you gave us such a delightful outro there, you can be first today. Ooh.
2: Bo, 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 I love all these ideas. All of you have presented rides that I, I, I think are really neat. Um that also provide us with a really interesting kind of problem-solving element. And so I, I really want to talk about all of them, but I what guess... A, like a backdoor way to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not only... No, this is me stalling because I don't know who I'm voting for yet.
0: Um, uh, neat, but uh, problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I, Brock Gavage, have provided something that is both neat and not problematic.
2: (laughs) That's not... idealistic.
3: (laughs) That's not... Yeah, there's (laughs) nothing problematic about Brock's pitch for a bar all about (laughs) colonialism.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's one of the things I want to (laughs) fix.
3: I just...
2: (laughs) I just didn't bring mine up because I can't vote for mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Eric, is that how you hear me? Okay, okay
2: buddy. Ah, oh, man. Um. Okay. Because the problem-solving of it intrigues me the most, I'm going to say Great Movie
0: Ride. Okay. All right, Jakey Boy.
1: I, um, because of all of the problems with it, I'm going to vote for <laughs> Adventurer's Club. <laughs> <laughs> there are problems. I <laughs> want no, to address really, I'm, I, I'm voting for Adventurer's Club because I agree that it's something that I am bummed is not still around. I agree with all of Brock's reasoning for wanting to bring it back. I am voting for Adventurer's Club.
0: All right. So it's on me. Um, I am also going to vote for the great movie ride, but not because of its problems, because of its potential. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. <laughs> You're welcome, Jake. Tanner?
3: I was going to vote for Eric, but. I would rather deprive him of a vote and give Jake three votes for the great movie.
0: <laughs> well, Tanner just knows it's been four episodes since I've gotten a vote. So he's, he's just doubling down. On <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right.
1: Great movie. Right. It is. All right. So let's start talking about this. So like I said, I would want this to be back at its home spot in the Chinese theater in Hollywood Studios. Do you guys all agree with that?
3: Yeah. Yes. yes. I don't know where else you could possibly put it.
2: I right, don't know exactly. what other ride you could possibly sense. put in the Chinese theater that would make a lick of sense. I know,
1: because the mini-grind is great, but it, it really doesn't make sense there. And I know people argue: well, you do go inside the screen. Who gives a fk? You can do that anywhere else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my. <laughs> so I would say back in the Chinese theater. So in terms of Q line, um I don't know. So Eric, I don't know if you ever experienced the great movie. I don't think you did. We've talked about this before.
0: I feel like I did when I was very, very young.
1: So basically, the queue line wound its way through the Chinese theater, and you actually went past the screen at one point that was showing clips from famous movies. Um, You were walking through display cases of props from movies, like actual props, and eventually you would work your way into the loading zone, which looked like a movie theater. Um, How do you guys feel about something similar to that as our queue line? I I would want to modernize it but what are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you
3: update some of the clips being played uh, and maybe some new props, but I really always loved going through that queue that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sweet. Okay. So that gets us to our ride vehicles. Um, The ride vehicles on the original Great Movie Ride were, like, these giant... um, Eric, if you picture, like, uh, the Splash Mountain vehicles... Mm-hmm. Except it doesn't look like a log, and it can seat like forty to sixty people. That's basically what the great movie ride ride vehicles looked like. Oh, I don't think it was, it was forty to sixty.
2: B- oh no, you're right. It was seventy riders per vehicle. Holy cow! Yeah,
0: yeah. they were huge. They were huge. No, I, yeah. I do think I remember going on it as a very very small child. I have a, okay. I have a, enough recollection of it.
1: Okay, good. Well and this helps any audience members who don't remember either. Um yes. so you are our audience surrogate, Eric. Anyway, so we board this vehicle. I was thinking I don't know if this should be a big vehicle that seats seventy like that, like before. I was thinking maybe those are smaller trackless vehicles. I don't know how much smaller. I don't know if we would want to go like Ratatouille where it's like four people per car or if we're thinking ten is a good number. I mean, what do you – what do you guys think? What Well, that depends
0: uh, on what you were talking about earlier, whether or not you're married to the idea of having a narrator. Um, I I
1: am open to discussion about the narrator.
0: If we have a tour guide, it should expand more people. Agreed. Um, Okay. If it's its own standalone experience, it can be like a four- to six-person car that goes trackless. But if it's like – a narrator taking us through an experience, we should probably be looking at more like 20 or 30. Okay. Well,
1: so I agree with that. So I know Brock was um, pretty adamant about keeping the tour guide, whereas I don't care either way. So I would like to hear Brock kind of weigh in here.
2: Okay. So the tour guide is no longer just showing you the movies like, here is this from this movie Mm -hmm. where he is literally, or he or she are, they are literally taking you through them. They they, through some means are bringing us into the movie. We don't necessarily need to explain it, but we are now inside the movie, which that's all we need to say. Hey, we're going into the world of movies and then we are experiencing everything. That being said, I know you were saying you want to feel more like you're in the movie. And the first one, yeah, was not perfect at that, but they did do a little bit of it. Uh, We're talking about the the cowboys and gangsters, which you said you wanted to get rid of, and I don't disagree because those are not popular genres at the moment. Um, Mm -hmm. But one of the big conceits of the ride, and I don't know if we've mentioned it, is... Once you got to a certain point, either the cowboy or gangster scene, a person from that, an actual actor, would hijack your car. So that does prove that you're inside of that world, you know? Um, So I think, to me, that was really the only point where you were in the movie, Absolutely, Was when
1: they hijack the car, and then at the end, when you are saved by your tour guide. Absolutely. Which, those moments were amazing, but I want the whole ride to feel... More immersive. I agree, you know?
2: but I'm. Yeah. Oh, I know you do. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm, I'm saying just elaborating. Keeping that element is probably the most immersive thing you can do in a ride because okay. it's actual human beings interacting with the world around us. And obviously they can't have guests doing that. So having right. an actor who's on your car, who you can actually have a personal relationship with. Cause I know once when we wrote it, we were sitting in front, like we were at the very front next to the Mm -hmm. person and when they weren't on their microphone they were talking with us so you can actually have a personal relationship with this tour guide and then they are taken and the whole adventure plays out in that way so and then you can if you're sitting there you know actually have a personal relationship with this hijacker
1: um yeah i do remember the gangster talking directly to you and i like not in the microphone because we were sitting in the front row and i remember her actually talking to us yeah and that that was a very cool moment exactly so yeah i you know what brock i agree i i think that the having the, the the guide is a lot more important than i had remembered it being i i agree with you
3: i agree with cool. that that being said then we need the more rigorous casting progress for the people that are going to be yeah. because in the later years they got really anyone could do it and it really started yeah, to just ruin whoever, the spirit of whoever the ride. had an open shift it be like hi the- i'm mark and i love movies <laughs> And I'd be like, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) But he said he loves movies. (laughs) Yeah. With those eyes that said kill me, I'm hungover.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So then I think um, I agree with that. And I like the idea of kind of maybe going in. I, I like doing it by genre like they did. I also kind of like a little bit of the chronological order. Um, And I do like how they briefly touch on the old movies. Um, We did, you know, hit Singing in the Rain and that kind of stuff. And And I think that. Yeah. And I think that's important to touch on, but we don't need to spend a lot of time there because I'll be honest, the average person going to the parks today doesn't care as much about that and wants to get to the more modern stuff and to to the stuff that they know. And I understand that. And I think that's something we would need to focus on a little bit more. What are some plot points you guys think might be cool for the guide to have? Because maybe
2: this can help drive which movies we pick. I still think the hijacking's cool. I think it's really cool. That being said, probably not going to be Gangsters or Cowboys, so who would do it?
0: Terrorists. Oh. (laughs) I mean, maybe not terrorists, but, like, yeah, something like counters insurgent spies or something. Like, that could be, like, part of a spy movie section. Spy movie section would be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Get that taking, Tom
3: Cruise animatronic um, shooting from the ceiling down to steal something.
1: Well, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, it might be interesting too if, because what happened in the original Great Movie Ride was the gangster or the cowboy would hijack your ride, but then it would continue on down its path that it was going to go down anyway. What if the spy hijacks our ride because he needs to get somewhere and takes us with him? And we veer off of the course that we are supposed to go on. Yeah. You know, and then maybe he accidentally takes us through other genres and other movies instead of us just going down a pre-programmed. Because after the the bad guy would take over, we would just keep going down this pre-programmed path and the the, uh, recording of a narrator would take over. And then the, the bad guy would just kind of just react to like, oh, that's scary. Or, oh, what's this? Or, you know, it's like I think it would be a little more fun if 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 the bad guy was like, no, I we're going this way. And then it's like, what the heck? Where are we? You know, and we don't necessarily have that pre-recording of a narrator.
2: I, I like that. I will also say one of the things I really liked about The Great Movie Ride was the fact that it could be either. Uh, you know, there was
1: more than one opportunity for the plot to change. I agree. And then each of them takes
2: you through different things because you're saying the spy takes you this way. What if the other hijacker would take you down the other path, you know? Right. Yeah. Because
1: no matter who hijacked in the original, you went down the same path every time. Yeah. The ride didn't change other than that. Um, which at the time that was a big deal because that was an early way of, wow, the ride could be different every time you ride. And that was the only way they could really do it then. But with our technology now, we have a lot more opportunity for that. Yeah, especially with projection mapping and, and screens and all that good old stuff.
0: Yeah, one one of the things I always wish could be done, and then, I don't know if this is feasible or not, but like when I think of like going through a movie ride, I think of like the uh, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and finding a way to to get into the land of animation
1: um, Well actually I think that would be really cool Especially with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway I think they did a really good job of making it look like you were in a Cartoon environment So that might be cool if we went into Kind of like Who Framed Roger Rabbit and we ended up in Toontown
2: Yeah that would be really fun Yeah that would yeah, that'd be sweet I, would I like think that's an a lot. amazing idea One thing I would like to say is One of my favorite things about the Great movie ride is there was only one Disney movie on it. Yeah. I'm not yes. saying it was Mary Poppins. I'm not saying that we should And it was only on for like 5 seconds. You yeah. just went past it. I'm not saying we shouldn't do Disney movies. I just really like that that was kind of a minor element of it. And really it was only because at the time Mary Poppins was like a very big deal in movies, you know. It was multiple award-winning, you know. It was Oh yeah. It's a very seminal movie. So, like, I do think the animation thing is super cool. I just don't want to get too bogged down in Mickey Mouse. Right. Oh, I agree. Yeah.
1: So, um, I guess, are there any specific movies that you guys think uh, should be mentioned as being worthy of being on this ride? We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for a special word from
2: the editor.
1: Hey everybody, Jake here. So I'm editing the episode right now, and I, I got to this point in the podcast, which is already going on pretty long. And um, basically, what happens here is the four of us start listing and debating movies that we think deserve to be on the ride, and that's it. Uh, the problem is that goes on. <laughs> that goes on for. Well over 25 minutes. And I'm not kidding. It's literally over 25 minutes of us just listing movies. So, um... I figured rather than force you to endure that, I will spare you and uh, cut it. But I would like to say um, we would really like to hear from you. I think this would be kind of a good opportunity for you guys to weigh in. So please comment on any of our social medias and let us know what movies you think deserve to be in The Great Movie Ride, Resurrection. Uh, Thanks. And now back to the show.
2: So, uh, that is our ride, and it's up to Disney to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they will.
3: They won't. <laughs> they will. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but for now, I think it is time for us to move on to the lightning round. <laughs> okay. So... I am spinning the wheel. Spinity, spinity, spin, spin, spin. Oh, today we are pitching a restaurant. And this restaurant will be themed based on the Pixar classic Monsters Incorporated.
0: Tanner, you got this.
3: All right. So my idea for a monsters incorporated restaurant would to be having it themed to the break room where all the monsters work. So it's going to be their lunch cafeteria. You're going to have monster animatronics serving the food working there. You're going to have animatronics of monsters sitting there chit chatting about their days, making kids laugh, uh, doing bits like video screens on the walls, uh, just like make it like a workplace. It's, Playing with the doll, but also putting the monsters there, doing wacky. Thanks. Bye. Nice. <laughs> I like it. Nice. Two. That's
1: Jake. No oh, crap. Uh <laughs> I got nothing. All right. You got this, Dude, buddy. <laughs> All right. So I am going to bring the Harryhausen movie oh, from of yours. Film. Right to the parks. I know Brock wanted to do it, but I beat him to it. So it is going to be that uh, the restaurant that you see in the movie where um, they encounter Boo for the first time. Um, but I will be bringing that to the parks, and we're going to see that octopus guy chopping up the sushi and everything. And it, it's going to be a lot of fun. And the menu will have all kinds of fun puns and stuff on it that fit into the monster's world. That's my pitch.
0: Cool. Uh, next up is me. Let's do this. All right, here go. Right, so this is going to be like a reinforced cafe style restaurant. We're going to be inside the uh, power plant itself, as like animatronics of like monsters walking around. The laughter meter checking how much energy we have going on. Doors like flying through and opening. We get to see scenes through them. Uh, so we get like the full interactive experience of being inside the power plant that they work at. Eric,
3: pick. I think that's the best pitch anyone could come up with for a Monsters so, Inc. R- um, uh,
0: restaurant.
1: To, clarif- to clarify why I was laughing during Eric's pitch is Brock's face was priceless <laughs> because it looked like his whole world got shattered. <laughs> I'm guessing that that is very similar to what Brock wanted to pitch. It actually <laughs>
2: is not. He used a word that was, and I thought for a second he was doing the thing I was going to pitch. So it turned out Oh, okay. it's a happy thing. He still probably <clears throat> has a better idea than me. <clears throat> <laughs> All right, let's hear it, Brock. Cool. <laughs> All right, so I'm thinking we do the Monsters University cafeteria. So it's a cafeteria style restaurant, <laughs> um, but uh, what we do is we have a lot of like animatronic uh, monster lunch ladies, uh, sort of doing a thing, uh, you know, uh, putting on a little show. We take um, characters from Are the you universe, being and we create interesting, cool foods from the universe. Are you being fucking serious right now? Yeah. Did you listen to Tanner's pitch at all? You were pitching Tanner's pitch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> were you listening word for word? Is that what he pitched? Yes. Yes. The literal only difference is you said university instead of workplace, Link, room Inc. cafeteria. cafeteria.
1: <laughs> well, said the word break room. for word. Like uh, I said,
2: yeah. break room. Work he, said, place, he cafeteria. He said it's the cafeteria of Monsters Inc. <laughs> I did not. I did not hear him you say the word cafeteria. I, word I think my Tanner's pitch. Other words are no,
3: animatronic <laughs> lunch ladies. <laughs>
2: Okay, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was, at the time, so focused on my Harryhausen idea uh, that when Tanner said... uh, break room my brain kind of shut off and went okay I'm good with my idea and then Jake stole that idea and so I had to go okay what's a different idea and apparently I thought the Monsters University cafeteria was very clever I guess it So I do have to say in
1: Brock's defense this is like the fourth episode in a row that he has had to go last on lightning round so I'd like to float out I would like to float it out there that next episode we let Brock go first
3: oh I had to go Just throwing it out there It's the way the dice rolls
2: (laughs) You say that But I I only ever remember you going first
3: (laughs) No you guys always say that But then I went last for like seven episodes So You know I need a listener
2: out there to collate the data On this (laughs) <laughs> I genuinely did not hear because I think a I was focusing and b my connection wasn't very good. I did not hear the words cafeteria or lunch lady, so I thought my idea was still golden. So,
3: so, yes. uh, and also in Brock's non-defense, I'm not sure how going last prohibits him from knowing what my idea was that happened first.
1: Well, that's true. That that part, yeah, there is no excuse for that part.
3: All right, Brock,
1: when you're done uh, sulking, why don't you take us out of
3: here? That's...
2: So
3: that was curious. so funny, though, because I seriously thought you were just f***ing with me.
2: Yeah, I, I thought he was joking. I know, and everyone was going. giving me these looks, and I didn't know why. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess Monsters University isn't technically Monsters, Inc. Jesus. All right, Brock, take us out of here. All right, um... Oh, my God. Uh, Jake, our Facebook is on the great movie ride. I don't know what to do anymore. You made the rule
3: that you had to do these themed ones. You could just say our thing. No, I would
2: have been fine, but the whole Monsters, Inc. thing threw me for a loop. Uh, Facebook.com slash MainStreetMusings. Tanner, our Facebook is ge- being. Uh, sorry, our Instagram is being. Yeah, Tanner, <laughs> our Instagram is being hijacked by gangsters. Well, for those who need it, our Instagram is main
3: underscore street underscore musings. Ignore Brock.
2: <laughs> and Eric, I can't wait for the musical finale of our Twitter at MSM underscore podcast. And I'm Brock. Uh, be sure to give us a five-star review. Rate us and tell your friends. I tell will be here, friend. falling apart. Tell your
1: friends, tell your friends to come listen to our podcast to see what Brock is gonna do next. <laughs> <laughs> how how will he f up next week? Brock Ever, tune in wildfire. and find out. <laughs> That's me. Hey, the- Which
0: ideas he taking as his own next week? I swear, I swear. He hasn't taken one of Jake's yet, so it's probably gonna be that. (laughs) I just have original ideas after you guys already have them. uh, uh, That would make them not original anymore. Shut your
3: mouth!